0: The Brazilian Federal Police has had a busy time this week, carrying out multiple operations against a group of pro-Bolsonaro supporters who are suspected of running an illegal underground fake news scheme and promoting anti-democratic street demonstrations. On Monday, far-right activist Sarah Winter, leader of the armed extremist group Brazil's 300, was arrested for threatening a Supreme Court justice and helping to organize protests in favor of a military coup. The following day, Feds carried out 21 search-and-seizure operations at the homes of pro-Bolsonaro bloggers, politicians, lawyers and businessmen, accused of helping fund these anti-democratic demonstrations, which call for the closure of the Supreme Court and military intervention. Later on that evening, The Supreme Court authorized the scrutiny of banking and phone records of 11 pro-Bolsonaro members of Congress attempting to discover who is funding these far-right and anti-democratic groups. After bubbling under the surface for some time, these investigations are edging closer to President Bolsonaro's front door and could have catastrophic consequences for the government's ideological backers. I'm Gustavo Ribeiro, Editor-in-Chief of the Brazilian Report, and this is Explaining Brazil. Human Marshall, hello. Hi, Gustavo. Take us through what's going on here and who is investigating who and why?
1: Well, there are two probes underway, uh, each with different aims, but in the last couple of weeks, they appear to have kind of overlapped. Targeting some of the same pro Bolsonaro figures and the first investigation is a Supreme Court inquiry into an alleged fake news ring and you know that request was opened back in March of last year when the courts justices were being targeted by threats online and there were public demonstrations calling for their impeachment. At the end of last month, the Federal Police carried out a number of search and seizure operations at the homes and offices of pro-Bolsonaro bloggers, YouTubers, politicians and businessmen. And why is this investigation
0: significant?
1: Well, beyond potentially uncovering a criminal fake news network, the results of this investigation could have very real consequences for President Bolsonaro. There is currently a request pending at the Superior Electoral Court, which requests the impeachment of Bolsonaro's 2018 election, claiming that the members of this misinformation ring were involved in creating, spreading and commissioning fake news during the campaign, which they allege helped him win. Now, electoral prosecutors recently ruled that any evidence obtained in this fake news inquiry may also be used in the impeachment case. So that explains why the president was so outraged by these search and seizure operations.
0: Right. But you mentioned that there's another parallel investigation going on, and that's the one we're interested this week. Uh, could you explain what's going on there?
1: Well, this probe dates back to the end of April, after we saw a series of public demonstrations in Brasilia with pro-Bolsonaro activists calling for a military intervention and the closure of the Supreme Court and Congress. We've covered these demos in previous podcasts, but the Attorney General's office issued a request for the Supreme Court to investigate who was behind these protests and who was funding them, more importantly.
0: And what have they found so far?
1: Well, it took a while for this investigation to really get underway, but it has been blown wide open this week with all of the search and seizure operations and arrests that we mentioned at the beginning of the programme. One of the first big developments was the arrest of far right activist Sara Giromini on Monday. Uh, she's best known in Brazil as Sara Winter.
0: So, we've talked about Sara Winter in previous episodes. For a quick reminder, she's a former member of Ukrainian feminist activist group Femin, who was then pushed out of the movement's Brazilian chapter and made a sharp ideological turn to the far right. Something of a born again far right extremist, if you will.
1: Yes, yeah, so Sarah Winter was behind this armed extremist group called Brazil's 300. Uh, they camped outside of the Supreme Court in Brasilia. They constantly threatened the court's members. She was charged actually with violently threatening Supreme Court Justice Alexandre de Moraes, who is the justice in charge of overseeing both of these major investigations.
0: But they were bigger fish targeted by this week's investigations. Sarah Winter has definitely gained a lot of notoriety in recent months, but
1: she remains a fringe figure, right? Exactly. And some of the other people targeted by search and seizure warrants are much more important on a larger scale and closer to President Bolsonaro. For example, we have Luis Felipe Belmonte, who was a major donor to Bolsonaro's campaign in 2018. And he was also one of the founders of the president's new political party which is the so-called alliance for brazil and there's also sergio lima who is the leading pr guy behind the party and he was also with bolsonaro interestingly enough on his fateful trip to miami back in march oh you had
0: the coronavirus why
1: yeah that's right Uh, lima wasn't actually on bolsonaro's plane but he was part of the delegation And guess what? He contracted COVID-19 shortly after returning to Brazil. Wow, so... So, the point here is that these are no longer fringe activists being put under the microscope. Uh, These are major figures with close ties to the president. Well, I mean, not all of them were major figures. Uh, One of the suspects who had his house searched by the federal police, he was a guy named Roberto Boni, who is actually like, he's a kind of look-alike cover singer of famous Brazilian crooner, Roberto Carlos. And so he happens to have a far right YouTube channel and he managed to get caught up in this investigation somehow.
0: For those of you who are not familiar with who Roberto Carlos is, uh, this would be like in the US, for instance, a Frank Sinatra lookalike getting done for declaring his love for Trump while calling for a military coup. So, Ewan, um, what about these orders on Tuesday with politicians having their bank and phone records scrutinized
1: right so this part is crucial it's the prosecutors and the supreme court trying to you know follow the money as it were 10 members of the lower house and one senator all of them big bolsonaro supporters and they will now have their banking secrecy lifted to see if they were involved in financing these anti-democratic protests So the hypothesis at work here is that these politicians who, I mean, they enjoy a certain level of, you know, parliamentary immunity, the idea is that they were being used as government middlemen to fund and organize these far-right protests. And, you know, that's not such a far-fetched idea because, you know, just last month, two of the members of Congress who were involved in these operations, which is Pia Kisis and Carla Zambelli. They organized a meetup between President Bolsonaro and a number of far-right YouTubers, uh, many of whom went on to be instrumental in boosting and you know supporting these demonstrations against Congress and the Supreme Court.
0: These right-wing social media influencers are quite important, right? On Tuesday, the Supreme Court ordered social media giants like Facebook, YouTube, or Instagram to produce reports on How this prominent Bolsonaro supporting pages are being funded, it certainly seems that this is even more bad news for the president. How has he reacted?
1: Well, not well, as you can imagine. Uh, In fact, he's threatened to take all possible legal measures against the Supreme Court and saying that the time is coming for everything to be, quote, put back in its place, end quote. Um, I'm sure you will agree that that's pretty unsettling language, considering that his supporters are calling for a military coup. Thanks, Ivan. Thank you. On the subject
0: of election campaigns and the spread of misinformation, Brazil is due to go to the polls against this year for municipal elections, something that has been a bit lost in the frenzy over the coronavirus pandemic. In what is said to be another social media election, how can Brazil avoid the runaway spread of fake news during the campaign? That's after the
2: break. Hi, I'm Laura Quirin, co-founder of The Brazilian Report. COVID-19 has created a media paradox. Audiences are going up, but for many journalism companies, revenues actually is going down. Some of Brazil's biggest media outlets are trying to cut the salaries of their reporters by up to 70%. Not us. We protect our team because they bring you the best information about Brazil in English. But we do ask you to subscribe to the Brazilian Report, which is the engine of this podcast. There, you will find new in-depth content every day, special reports, analytical newsletters. Just go to subscribe, and please stay safe.
0: José Roberto Castro, you've been covering politics for the Brazilian Report for a few months now, but this is your first time on Explaining Brazil. Welcome to our podcast. Hi, Gustavo. Thanks for having me. So, on October 4th, Brazilians from all over the country's 5,500 municipalities are expected to head to the polls and elect new mayors and city councillors.
2: Or are they? Well, that's exactly the question. There's no doubt that the coronavirus has drastically upended the 2020 elections. But at this point, we cannot tell for sure how or when, this vote will be able to take place. By design, Brazil's electoral system puts lots of people in the same place, in line, for several minutes or even hours. And then they will have to touch a voting machine that hundreds of others have already touched at the same day.
0: In the US, they are trying to circumvent the crisis by expending postal votes or even Spreading the elections across multiple days. What ideas has Brazil come up with?
2: It has become a consensus that October is almost certainly going to come too soon for an election to take place as normal. But changing the election day, it's easier said than done. Actually, it's extremely difficult to alter anything about the electoral process. To avoid any authoritarian access you need to approve constitutional amendments to make any changes to the vote system. And that requires two rounds of voting in each congressional house with two-thirds majority. So far, like Liz's scenario is pushing the election to some point between November and December, but no later than that. As municipal terms end on December 31st and to extend terms, might be an additional problem. The Brazilian House Speaker said that using the pandemic to extend incumbent terms would set a dangerous precedent and maybe allow in the future that authoritarian leaders use an emergency situation to stay in office indefinitely.
0: Now, what about the campaign? We know that municipal campaigns are all about meet and greets, pressing flash, that's pretty much out of the question, right?
2: Yes, nobody in their right mind will hold rallies at this point, especially since the pandemic has shown no signs of slowing down in Brazil. So the electoral battleground now moves from halls to the internet, WhatsApp Messenger in particular. In 2018, only a few campaigns were betting all their ships on social media. And they only did it because they didn't have the money or allowance to hold the traditional campaigns. As it turned out, many were hugely successful. President Jair Bolsonaro, for example, being the biggest, of course.
0: Yeah, but electoral advertising Brazil is heavily regulated.
2: How will that oversight carry over to a WhatsApp-based campaign? Put simply, it won't carry over. Election watchdogs cannot monitor campaigns on WhatsApp anywhere near the level as they can on TV or radio. It's easy to spot ads with misinformation when they are broadcast on public TV or radio, but it's near to impossible to carry out that same oversight on encrypted communication apps. Often, people receive links and posts on WhatsApp and they have no idea where it came from or who else has seen it? The
0: role of any social media in spreading fake news is proportionate to its size. So what ballpark are we talking about here?
2: WhatsApp is the most-used smartphone app in Brazil, with 120 million monthly users. To curb the spread of fake news during the campaign, Electoral courts have imposed bans on mass messaging services. We know those regulations are nearly impossible to enforce. In 2018, a mass messaging scheme, which allegedly benefited Jair Bolsonaro and is under investigation, used dummy numbers from several countries. They relied on companies outside of the jurisdiction of Brazil courts to push false content to voters' phone. And the thing is, people in Brazil are a part of several group shots. It only takes one person that is impressed by an article or post to organically make it viral on WhatsApp with no trace of its shares whatsoever.
0: And do we know what the effects of that migration might be in 2020?
2: Not yet. Everything feels quite uncertain at the moment. I spoke with the political scientist, Vitor Marchetti, who thinks the impossibility to have a normal campaign is likely to benefit the politicians who have already built a strong online following. He points out that without being in touch with people, it may be more complicated to capture new voters.
0: WhatsApp now seems to be an inescapable part of our lives. Keeping it out of the election seems Pretty much
2: impossible. Definitely. And the new head of Brazil's electoral justice system knows that. When he took office earlier this month, he said Brazil should start thinking about a system to allow people to vote through their self. But not for 2020, of course. It would take a massive amount of time to develop a system that is hacker-proof and also fraud-proof. The head of the electoral court thinks Brazilian electoral system, which two decades ago was innovative, is now obsolete. And this pandemic is showing that he's probably right. Zé Roberto, thank you very much. Thank you.
0: If you like Explaining Brazil, please rate us with five stars and share this podcast with your friends. But that's really not the best way to support us. Actually, you can go to our website and for as little as $3.90, you can subscribe to the best content about Brazil in English. Just go to brazilian.report slash subscribe. We're bringing new content every day about Brazil and Latin America. And if you're interested in the coronavirus pandemic and its effects in the region, we have a paywall-free COVID-19 live blog. So that's it for this week. Stay home, stay safe. Explaining Brazil will be back next week.